Welcome to MPT Podcast. This is Pastor Tim Wilbanks. We pray that this Word of God will bless your life and ministry increase God's blessing upon you. Can we lift up that praise for the Lord right now all across this place? Come on, let's lift up our hands for just a few more moments and magnify Him. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, God, you're worthy. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise the Lord, everybody. Feels good in the house of the Lord on this awesome Sunday morning. For the past few weeks, I've had the honor and privilege to be able to be here be with this awesome church family and I want to thank before I get into any honor giving or anything I want to thank every guest that's in the house this morning at my home church they say you visit once you're a visitor but once you leave you're family and so now you're not just a visitor you've become part of the church family so I want you to know you're loved by God today you're loved by this church You're loved by the guest preacher. You're loved by the pastor. Everybody around you, you're loved. And I want to thank you for sacrificing your time to be able to be in the house of the Lord this morning. And I believe if you're here today, as Pastor Woolbank said, you're here because God wanted you to be here. You're not here by accident. You're not here by happenstance. You're here because God wanted you here. And God has something very special, I believe, For every individual in this place today. Amen. Amen. The power of God is in this place. I'm so excited to see what the Lord is going to do here for just a few moments. I want to share something before I start to preach. I give give honor to Pastor Will Banks and First Lady. To all the ministering to the worship team. I give you high honor. There are two things you can do today. That can make God marvel. In the New Testament, the Bible said that Jesus went to a village and he was ready to do miracles. He was ready to open up the blinded eyes and unstop the deaf ears, to raise the dead, to heal those that had been paralyzed, to bring life to the dead things. And the Bible said that Jesus could do no miracles. And he marveled. Because of their unbelief. There's another account in the New Testament where the Bible said that Jesus went to a village. And there was a man who ran to Jesus and said, Jesus, if you'll just speak the word, I know that my daughter that is dead can live. And Jesus marveled and said, I haven't seen so great faith, no, not in Israel. Can I tell you today... That your unbelief can make him marvel or your faith can make him marvel. And it's up to you today. What you experience from God today is all on you. You can choose to believe it or not. You can choose to not take a step of faith or Not that it will hurt you, 
to take a step of faith. And I want you to test God at his word. Not to tempt God, but test him at his word today and see if he won't open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. I felt to, to share a few things before I preach. I want you to know today that you are in an apostolic church. And many of you, when you hear that, there is a sour taste in your mouth. Maybe not because you've ever visited one. Maybe just because you've heard about one. But I want to tell you what an apostolic church is. We believe there's one God. Deuteronomy 6 and 4 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. We believe in one God. We have our doctrine from the New Testament where Peter stood up to the apostles and to speak the word that God gave him. The church had just been born. The church had just started. And the first message to ever be preached in the church was repent. Be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins. It is the removal of your sins. And when you do that, you can receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And it's a promise unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. So I want you to know today we are a church that believes in the supernatural power of God's presence. We are not superstitious. We believe in God's supernatural power. And we are just crazy enough to believe that no matter how messed up you are, or no matter how jacked up you may feel, that God's power is enough to transform you. And to deliver you. And to heal and to save and to set free. That's the kind of God that we serve here in this place today. And if you're here, God has something for you in this service. If you will, if you'll stand with me in honor of the word. I'm going to go to Ezekiel chapter 43. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place so strong. As you're turning, I want to share something with you today. In prayer, usually before I go to a place to preach, if God's been dealing with me on revival, or typically I pray this wherever I go. I pray, Lord, God, send your angel, God, to stir up the waters of revival in a region and I pull that from the New Testament the Bible said that God sent an angel every year to stir up the pool of the waters and that whoever stepped in the waters God would heal and so when I pray I ask God to send his angel to stir up the waters of baptism some of you here today are curious some of you here today came wanting the Holy Ghost came wanting God's presence in your life some of you came to be baptized in Jesus' name. Some of you don't know why you're here. Can I tell you that compellingness you felt, that drawing you felt, can I tell you that was God's presence speaking to you. That was God's power saying, hey, I've got what you need to overcome the obstacles in your life. And if you can just make it to the house of the Lord on this Sunday, I'm going to prove my power to you. Hallelujah. Ezekiel chapter 43, 
starting at verse 1. I say all that to tell you that if you're here today, it was by the drawing of God's presence. And that some of you came divinely led of God and have entertained angels unaware. And you have no idea. You can look at this young man and say, that young man is crazy. No, I just believe in divine intervention. Some of us are about to experience something today that we have never experienced. Ezekiel chapter 43 and verse 1. Afterward he brought me to the gate, even the gate that looketh toward the east. And behold, the glory of the God of Israel came from the way of the east. And his voice was like a noise of many waters. And the earth shined with his glory. And it was according to the appearance of of the vision which I saw even according to the vision that I saw when I came to destroy the city. And the visions were like the visions that I saw by the river Chabar and I fell upon my face. And the glory of the Lord came into the house. And by the way of the gate whose prospect is toward the east. So the Spirit took me up and brought me into the inner court. And behold, the glory of the Lord filled the house. The Spirit of God took Ezekiel to a place he couldn't wander with his own feet. Could I tell you, God wants to take some of you to a place, to a place you can't go by yourself. God wants to take you to a place you have never been. There are people here, you haven't received the Holy Ghost, but God's ready to take you up. And take you to that place with Him. They'll give you the power to overcome addiction, perversion. The attack of the devil on your life. And when we're filled with that glory, God empowers us to do so. Can we lift up our hands and our voices as loud as we possibly can? I wonder if somebody in this place would just lift up their hands. Come on. I wish some young men would lift up their hands and their voice and cry out and say, God, I want revival. God, I want true revival to break out in this place. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, oh God. God, I pray for every guest, oh Lord, in this place. Oh God, I pray that supernatural revelation, oh God, by your spirit, Lord, would open up the eyes of the people. Oh God, I pray, Lord, we'd be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in other tongues. Oh God, I pray, Lord, that a burden and conviction, God, would fall upon the hearts of those that have not been baptized. Oh Lord, and I pray you'd compel them to be baptized. In the only name of Jesus Christ. Oh God, and I pray you'd run somebody. God, compel them to run to an altar and repent. Oh God, I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. We believe it. Can somebody for just a few moments continue to pray and continue to worship? Hallelujah. Jesus, in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I want to preach for just a few moments when the glory fills the house. When the glory fills the house. In the Old Testament, 
especially in the books of major and minor prophets, we read and we recognize this phrase all throughout the Old Testament, the glory of God or the glory of the Lord. I want to put emphasis on this phrase as it is very, I would even say, this might sound like a big word, but cataclysmic or pivotal for us to understand what the glory of the Lord actually was. In the Old Testament, we read that the Levites and the priests, they were those that worshipped and offered up a praise unto the Lord. The Bible said that the Levites and the ministers, those who played instruments and worshipped the Lord like this praise and worship team has today, that as they would begin to sing about the mercy of God and the power of His mercy and how it endured forever, that when they began to praise God, that God's presence, that they called the glory, would fill the place and it would be so strong they could not even stand. It was the glory of God which represented His presence, His power. I believe also, in a sense, it was His fullness. And I believe here in this place today that God wants His glory to rest on this congregation today. The Bible talks about men that had encounters with God. I believe that any encounter with God in the Old Testament or the New Testament, I believe it would be appropriate to consider it the glory of God. The Bible said that Jacob in the book of Genesis had an encounter with God and he wrestled with a man. I know it was a type and shadow of God because the Bible said that Jacob prevailed with God and with man. Some of you here today are like Jacob and you're wrestling with God. The Bible says also that Abraham on a mountain encountered the glory of God by how he provided and he saw a miracle. And God provided a ram in the thicket for a sacrifice. We read all throughout the New Testament and the Old alike many people having encounters with God. But in this story I have read to you this morning in my opening text, we read about the prophet Ezekiel whom the Lord also called the Son of Man. We read in this particular passage that Ezekiel is a man who God translates to places. The Bible said that Ezekiel was a prophet who the Lord would show him a vision and show him a valley of dry bones. This was Ezekiel that would see all these miracles and things that to our finite minds are hard to comprehend and understand. But the Bible said even these things which are complex and hard for our mind to fathom, that the glory of God brings revelation to the things that we cannot understand. And I believe I want to speak to somebody today. You don't understand. You know this church. You've been to this church before. Or maybe you've been to an apostolic church. And you don't understand quite why people do the things that they do. You don't understand why they lift up their hands and shout. You don't know why they preach so hard. You have to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus. And be filled with the Holy Ghost. Can I tell you today if you'll tune your ear to what God is trying to speak to you in this place that God is going to bring revelation and cause understanding to flow. And when His Spirit begins to flow, it's going to take you to a place that you've never been before. Somebody with me here in this service today. But the Bible says that 
The Lord spoke to Ezekiel. It was a noise like of many waters and the earth shined with his glory. And the Bible said the glory of the Lord came into the house. And it said when it did, the Spirit took him up and brought him into the inner court. And the glory of the Lord filled the house. Can I tell you today, many of you are feeling something in this place and you can't quite pinpoint exactly what it is, but there's a liberty in this place. There's a freedom. There's something that your mind can't fathom. The things that you were worried about before you walked in the house of God, now they're just all of a sudden not there. Can I tell you, you are unaware, but you are sitting in the presence of a holy God. You are sitting in the glory of God here in this place. And can I tell you, it is in His presence where He can take you to that place that you could not go by yourself. The glory of the Lord would take Ezekiel into the inner court. We read about the inner court in the tabernacle in the Old Testament. The inner court was that place that a man would have to be supernaturally translated through the Bible likened it as the priest that there was a veil between the outer court and to the inner court of the tabernacle the inner court is the place where the power and the glory of God the Shekinah glory of God would fall it was a place where the people would worship God Though the priest that was able to go into the inner court, it was a place where he would glorify God. Can I tell somebody here in this place where the glory wants to take you? Here in this place is a place of worship. Can I tell you, you're not worthy of God's glory. Can I tell you, we are all nasty, perverted, evil people. But the Lord wants to make it appropriate and make a way. How would God get us into his presence Though we're nasty, how could God get us to this place of the glory? Even though we're perverted, how could God get me to this place? When all these people sitting around me, they don't know what I've been through. They don't know the sins and the addictions that I struggle with. Preacher, you're young. You don't quite understand the years of baggage that I'm carrying. Can I tell you this morning that when you're filled with the Spirit of God, that God's presence will give you power to take you up out of bondage. It has the power to deliver, the power to set free, the power to heal and to transform. Can I tell you, if you're asking God for anything, ask Him for His glory. Ask Him for His power because when His power shows up, freedom shows up. Hallelujah. I feel the presence of the Lord in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I tell somebody that the glory of the Lord is His Spirit? You read about the Spirit of the Lord all throughout the Bible. The Spirit of the Lord would fall on Samuel. And the Bible said when the Holy Ghost was on Samuel, he could pray and literally call up a storm. The Bible says when the Holy Ghost fell on Jonah, that he preached to an entire nation. When the glory fell on him and they all repented and turned to God. The Bible said that when the Holy Ghost fell on David, he slew a nine-foot giant. Can I tell you, when the Holy Ghost comes into a room, it can make you do supernatural things. Can I tell you, when the Holy Ghost and when the anointing power of God, it can drop your cancer. It can put your family back together. Things you couldn't do by yourself. When the Holy Ghost falls in a room, it can mend. It can heal. It can transform. But you got to have an encounter with His Spirit. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel God's presence in this place. And we feel the Holy Ghost. We feel the chills on our back. We feel the conviction while the word is going forth. Can I tell you? That is God's presence. That is the power of God's spirit. It has power over every demon from hell that wants to destroy your life. It has power over every generational curse that wants to bind you. It's got power over every manner of sickness and disease and infirmity. It has the power to shut down the kingdom of hell. It's got the power to transform you and to heal you. Somebody needs to believe what this young preacher saying. Will you have an encounter with his glory or will you make him marvel with your unbelief? Here was here was the agreement. God said, I want my people to rest in my glory. Here's what Ezekiel 43 says in verse 8. Hallelujah. We're going to start at verse 7 actually. And he said unto me, son of man, the place of my throne and the place of the soles of my feet where I will dwell in the midst of the children of Israel forever and my holy name shall the house of Israel no more defile. Neither they nor their kings by their whoredom nor by the carcasses of their kings in their high places. And their setting of their threshold by my thresholds, and their post by my post, and the wall between me and them, they have even defiled my holy name. But by their abominations they have committed, wherefore I have consumed them in my anger. Here was the agreement in verse 9. Now let them put away their whoredom, and the carcasses of their kings far from me. And when they did that, the Lord said, I will dwell in the midst of them forever. Can I tell you, the access to the glory of God in your life is all on the precipice of what you allow in your life. That's why Peter said we had to repent and turn from our sin. Here's what the Bible was saying. If you'll put away your whoredom, if you'll put away the sin, I'll cause my glory to fall when you refuse the addiction, when you refuse the perversion, when you go and seek help and say, Pastor, I'm tired of living this way. When you decide to make that decision, it's then when God said, I'm going to move on their behalf. I'm going to pull them out of that addiction. I'm going to pull them out of that perversion. But it's all decided. When you make up in your mind, I'm ready to change I'm ready to be healed I'm ready to be delivered the glory falls when we turn from our sin the glory falls when we say God I'm tired of living this way I'm t- I've been down this road for years I've done this time and time again when we push away the whoredom when we push away the sin in our life it is then when God decides to dwell in our presence Hallelujah. I know some of you are bound by addiction and you're thinking in your heart that young man doesn't know I've battled this for years. I've battled this infirmity. I've battled that addiction to nicotine drugs and alcohol. Can I tell you, it's all in your decision. You don't have the power by yourself to take you into that place. You don't have the power to deliver yourself. You don't have the power to free yourself. But it's when you decide, I want to change. I want to be forgiven. And can I tell you, when you you do what you can do 
When you make the decision and say, God, I'm bound, but I can't get out of this. When you come down in the shelter, while you're in the shackles of addiction, while you're in the shackles of perversion, can I tell you, the place that you can't take yourself on your own, God will take you. I just need my people to make up their mind. I just need them to decide. I don't want to live that way. I don't want to walk that way. I don't want to talk that way. And when you make that decision, oh, God's presence does the work. Some of you are too bound. You can't do it by yourself. God's saying, make the decision. Because if you make the decision, brother, I'll put the power there. Many of us here are battling with addictions and we're afraid to come to the altar because we're afraid we won't be able to kick it. You'll never be able to kick it. God has to kick it. God's spirit has to kick it. But are we going to make up in our mind, I'm tired of dealing with it. I'm tired of struggling with it. I'm tired every day looking that stuff up on my phone. I'm tired of every day walking in the way. I hated my father. I hated my grandfather. I know I'm reaping decisions. Some of you are thinking in your hearts that they reaped in my life. Giants of alcoholism. Giants of drug addictions. Giants of perversion. And you're fighting battles that, your gener- that the generations before you that your father didn't kill that your grandfather didn't kill can I tell you you can't kick it by yourself but can I tell you it was God that took Ezekiel to that place he could not go by himself he couldn't take himself into deliverance he couldn't take himself into freedom but when the glory of God fell on him are you hearing what I'm telling you You're not strong enough to take yourself there. Young man, young lady, you're not strong enough to kick it. But if you'll just draw near to him and say, God, I'm tired of my whoredom. I'm tired of the sin I'm dealing with. When you lay that out, his glory took him to that place of freedom. And some of you in this place just need to make up your mind, I'm putting it away from me. You can't do it without the Holy Ghost. Acts 1 and 8 says, But you shall receive power once the Holy Ghost has come upon you. That when the Holy Ghost comes on you, you have the power over every sickness and disease. That's why Jesus said, You shall lay hands on them and they shall be healed. You'll use my power my spirit to cast out demons. By the power of my spirit, the blinded eyes shall be opened. The paralytics start walking again. Those that are deaf in their ears start to hear again. Why? You couldn't do it by yourself. But when the glory of God fell, that opens up the avenue for the miraculous. Can I tell you, God is ready to move, but he needs you to decide. God, I can't do it by myself. I can't free myself. I can't shake myself. I can't loose myself. But I know if I get in your presence, you can heal me. You can transform me. You can renew me. Hallelujah. 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 
I feel the Holy Ghost coming upon me right now. If you need to be delivered, I wonder if you could swallow your pride and run down to the front right now. Can I tell you, you can't do it by yourself. But when you take a step and say, God, I'm tired of living this. When I, oh, oh, there's a spirit of desperation that's going to fall on somebody here in this place. When you make up your mind, God, I'm tired of dealing with that. I want freedom. When you do, the glory of God's going to fall on you. Come on, I know there's more. I know there's more. Some of you need freedom in your mind. Some of you need liberty and, and healing in your body. Can I tell you, many of you are marveling in your mind right now. God's doing something. And you can laugh. I want to tell you what God's doing in this place. His glory is falling in this place. It's when Ezekiel obeyed God's word that his glory fell. Can I tell you what some of you need to do today? Some of you are from denominal backgrounds. Can I tell you, there's one way to be saved. If you want the presence of God to fall on you right now, can I, t- can I give you some instruction? Some of you only came to hear this one thing I'm about to say. I know there are people praying, but you listen to me right now. Please, for the love of God, if you listen to anything I say, please listen to this. The first message preached in the church was in the book of Acts chapter 2. In the Old Testament, the glory of God would not fall on all people. It only fell on the people of God. But in the New Testament, When Jesus Christ died, the Bible said that he was crucified, that all men might be drawn to him. That it was by his death that it would extend his hand of mercy unto all the world. Can I tell you? You're a miracle that you're here. Because you don't deserve the mercy of God. You don't deserve the grace of God. But when he died, he made a way for you to be able to come and approach his throne room. Where his glory could fall and heal you and deliver you and change you. I'm about to tell you what was preached. And if you obey this word, God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. That's the only thing that can deliver you. The Holy Ghost is the only hope for your life. Here's when the glory filled the house. Acts chapter 2. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord and in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like a fire and it sat upon each of them and watch this and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost 
They were all filled with the glory of God and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. It's real. It's real. Can we all stand in this place? Oh, the presence you're feeling in this place is of God Almighty. It's God's Spirit. It's God's presence. It's God's almighty power. Here's a gospel you got to obey. Here was the message that it took to get you to receive the Holy Ghost. Peter said, in verse 37, when the people heard that they were sinners, when they heard they didn't deserve the glory of God, they didn't deserve the power of God, they didn't deserve His Spirit falling down and healing them and transforming them and delivering them. Here was the message. They were pricked in their heart. And they said to their brother, men and brethren, what are we going to do? We're sinners. We've got sin in our life. Here's what Peter said. Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of your sins, not in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Not in the way that the denominal world says you have to do it. Can I tell you? There is one name that you can be saved by. And it is the name of Jesus. Acts 4.12 said, Oh, there is none other name given under heaven, given among men, whereby we must be saved. It's the name of Jesus. If you haven't been baptized in the name of Jesus, you can't go to heaven unless you're baptized in the name of Jesus. And when you're baptized in the name of Jesus, it says you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's a promise. The Holy Ghost is a power so you can overcome the hell in your life. If anybody wants the Holy Ghost, I want you to walk up to the front right now. Come on. I know this is different. Can we take a step of faith in this place right now? I'm wondering, can can everybody walk to the front right now? I want us all to come to the front right now. There's one name. Can I tell you? You've got to be baptized in the name of Jesus. The Bible said, if any man be baptized into Christ, he has put on Christ. That when you're baptized into him by his name, you're protected. You're forgiven from sin. You're forgiven from perversion. There's neither Jew nor Greek, bond nor free, male nor female. We are one in Christ Jesus. That's what the Word says. It matters how you're baptized. Jesus rebaptized John's disciples because they weren't baptized in the name of Jesus. Can I tell you, I'm not here to be mean or brash, but I'm telling you, There are churches in this world that don't have the truth. And I've got to speak the word. If you haven't been baptized in the name of Jesus, you haven't been baptized. The water's ready. It's ready for you. I had to speak this before I walked down. I'm about to pray. And I want us all to follow the Holy Ghost and pray God's about to pour His glory out. Like He hasn't the whole service. You need to be baptized in Jesus' name. You need the Holy Ghost. If you don't, we can't see the kingdom of God. We can't see heaven. I'm saying that with the fear of God. 
I'm not saying that to be mean or brash or to hurt your feelings. But I'd rather you have hurt feelings and hear the truth and get your life right than to not ever hear it. I want us all to lift up our hands and I'm going to pray. If you want the Holy Ghost, I want you to ask God for it right now. He's about to fill you with it if you've repented and you've obeyed His Word. Lord, according to Your Word and the power that's in the name of Jesus Christ, Your Word says that Your Spirit would be poured out on all nations. I speak in the name of Jesus Receive ye the gift of the Holy Ghost all throughout this place. Receive ye the gift of the Holy Ghost. Be loosed in the name of Jesus. Let it fall in the name of Jesus. If you need freedom and deliverance, I want you to run to the altar and get down on your face. Some of you didn't plan on being here, but something spoke to you and told you to be here. Can I tell you that was the Holy Ghost? Can I tell you God sent His angel to some people here in this place? You had no idea it was even Him. But God was trying to pull you so you could hear this word. The reason you're here was to hear. you got to repent. You've got to turn from your sin. You need to be baptized. God's about to prove his word there's somebody here in this place you have a sharp pain in your right side of your hip and it's running down through your knee and you can almost feel it into the end of your toe on your right side if that's you I want you to run up to the front God wants to heal you call me crazy God's speaking God's about to prove his word There's a sharp pain. It's like a nerve pain. God's telling you to come up. In your hip and it's running down into your knee and to your foot. Okay. God's going to heal you. You're faithful. God's going to heal you. In the name of Jesus Christ right now, I speak to that pain in her body. That's on that side of her body in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, according to your word and the power that's in the name of Jesus, I speak to that pain. We rebuke the pain. It is loosed off her. Let virtue enter her body in the name of Jesus. It is done right now by the supernatural power of God. Let it flow. I bind that pain in the name of Jesus. It's gone. What you'd rejoice right now. God's loose that. God's loose that off of you. I rebuke every sharp pain. I speak to every nerve in her body. Let it go back into order and operate, God, how you desire it to operate. God, I pray, Lord, healing virtue from on high. In the name of Jesus, you're healed right now. I speak it in the name of Jesus right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah.
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus right now. I'm about to set this microphone down. Somebody needs to say, God, I want your spirit. God, I need your spirit living in my life. The words went forth. I'm done. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We bind the spirit of fear and worry off her mind in the name of Jesus. Lord, we lose the gift of faith. God, let it fall on her. Let that flow out of you. God's doing something powerful right now. In the name of Jesus right now. Before I set this microphone down, we're about to worship God. But God wants to to deliver somebody in this place from the spirit of witchcraft. Right now. God told you not to be ashamed. He wants you to come up and God wants to deliver you. In the name of Jesus right now. It's fine. I don't need the deliverance. God wants to deliver somebody. Let's lift our hands and our eyes up to Him one more time and worship Him. said, when the Levites began to praise God, the glory fell. In the name of Jesus, let's lift up our hands to the Lord God Almighty right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, God, we worship you. Oh, God, you're holy. God, you're righteous, omnipotent, God, victorious. Lord, you've never lost a battle. Oh, God, this battle is not ours, but it's yours, God. You said you'd pour out your spirit on all flesh, oh, God. I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, oh, God, that your glory would fall in this house, not because of me, not because of anybody else. Let your glory fall. Deliver, heal, set free, God. We believe you're going to do it. In the name of Jesus Christ, it is done. Let's worship the Lord right now. We pray today that this word has blessed you, ministered to the needs of your life. Until next time, God bless you.